Good morning, Cornerstone, and happy Thanksgiving. My name is John, and I will be doing the scripture reading for today, which comes from Psalm 43, verses 1 through 5. Vindicate me, O God, and defend my cause against an ungodly people. From the deceitful and unjust man, deliver me. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with a lyre, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, Cornerstone family. I hope that each of you had a great Thanksgiving this past week. And now as we have entered into the Advent season, which is simply the four weeks that lead up to Christmas, uh, that we can find a time to focus on the different themes that we'll be presenting in the Sundays to come. But during this time period, uh, many people struggle to find um, peace and hope during this period, especially leading up to Christmas or in holiday, holiday seasons in general. And people find it difficult to navigate these holidays. If we have lost someone dear to us, we often find that we think of them often during holidays. Uh, for example, I, I still think of my father uh, during Thanksgiving and during the time period leading up to Christmas, even though he has died 34 years now. Uh, and he often comes to mind during the holidays. Or we may find that work or school becomes extra stressful and intense during holiday season for some reason. It, I mean, it's, we've experienced stress throughout the whole year, but it seems to intensify during the holidays, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. But this first week of Advent, we focus on the hope that we can have in Christ Jesus, because He gives us hope. Globally, in 2017, uh, the World Health Organization estimated that 263 million people suffered from anxiety disorders. And then also 241 million suffered from depression. And many of whom lived with both of these conditions together. The World Health Organization estimates that such disorders cost the, the global economy $1 trillion dollars and lost productivity each year. This is a problem globally, but it's also a problem for us personally. There are many things that bring us down and cause us anxiety. Psalm 43, our text today, also expresses the feeling of being down and having a heart in turmoil. Verse 2 says to God, Why have you rejected me? And then to himself, why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Then again to himself in verse 5, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? 
the psalmist was in a very difficult situation and felt like God had rejected him because of these horrible circumstances that he was facing. His heart was mourning, downcast, and in turmoil. And each of us have been there. Or maybe we're at that point right at this moment in time. We may feel like God has left us, that God brought these difficult circumstances to us. We may be angry or depressed or discouraged or anxious or fearful about what the future holds for us. What do we do? How do we get through this? How do we navigate these these intense emotions that we feel? The solution is simple and yet very profound. Hope in God. And the psalmist says to himself in verse 5, Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him, my salvation and my God. Now the word hope today uh, does not carry the same meaning that the psalmist intended here uh, in verse 5. Today we say things like, Oh, I hope I get through this intersection before the red light. Or, um, I hope it doesn't rain today when I'm outside. Or, I hope I pass the exam. Or, I hope I get a raise. Uh, This use of hope simply is wishful thinking. Uh, So, wishful thinking is the anticipation of something that may or may not happen. We don't know, but we hope (laughs) for the the benefit of ourselves. Uh, The psalmist, though, use of hope refers to waiting on God. And it is not wishful thinking, but rather faith that God will act and bring about deliverance. Hope for the psalmist was anticipation of something that for sure would happen. Let me try to illustrate this. Now, many of you know I have a dog named Summer. She's so cute. I walk her every morning, and then after the walk, we go into the backyard which is fenced, and I take her off the leash, and we play fetch. I throw the tennis ball, she goes, gets it, and then brings it back to me. And we just keep doing that over and over again. So I'm trying to tire her out. After the fetch is done, then I just say, okay, let's go inside. And I just walk around, and I turn, and I go inside the breezeway. And after a short time, usually she'll just come right in to the breezeway. uh, So I can clean her feet and then let her inside the house. But I had to train Summer to come into the breezeway on her own. She never really liked coming in. And I trained her by letting her know that if she came into the breezeway, she would get half a biscuit that she loves. So now, when I come in, uh, usually fairly quickly, sometimes she takes a little time, um, but by the time I get my shoes off, She's popping her head through the dog door and coming into the breezeway on her own. Now, she does this because she has hope, this biblical kind of hope, that she knows for sure when she comes into the breezeway, she will get half a biscuit as a treat. And this brings her in every single day. Psalm 43 reveals the process of moving from a downcast heart in turmoil, to having this hope in God who is great. And this is a process that 
we need to repeat ourselves over and over again in life because our hearts will continually be disturbed and downcast and for whatever reasons through circumstances or people or things that cause our hearts to just take a turn into a, a ditch uh, and be cast down, depressed or discouraged or anxious or fearful and in turmoil. So this process we see in Psalm 43 is a two-step process and it's simply the first step is look inward. The second step, look upward to God who is great. So the first step, look inward is expressed in the questions that the psalmist asked himself. He was looking inward and trying to identify what was wrong with him and why was he feeling the way he was. Uh, his heart was in turmoil, and he was wondering why. Why, is, why are we, my heart in such turmoil? And you get the sense that these self-examining questions came from a tension between what the psalmist was feeling and what he knew to be true. Listen again to verse 2. For you are the God in whom I take refuge. Why have you rejected me? Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? The New Living Translation uh, puts it this way. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? The psalmist knew that God was his refuge, his safe haven, yet because of his circumstances, he felt like God had rejected him and tossed him aside. The first step here is to look inward. It just simply means to identify what we're feeling. Do we feel rejected by God? Do we feel worthless and without any real value? Do we feel alone? isolated? Do we feel fearful or anxious? The first step, identify and articulate what we feel. Ask God to show us the root of the problem in our hearts. Is it pent-up anger or envy or unforgiveness or pride or lust or physical or mental fatigue? Be open to what God reveals to us. Now we do this step not to get pulled in deeper to our turmoil within us. No, we identify what we are feeling so that we can move to step two, which is look upward to God who is great. When we put our hope in God who is great, then the turmoil in our hearts is flooded with God's peace and truth and kind of calms that turmoil. And now, have you ever noticed that the feelings that we have uh, don't really match often with the truth that we know? Uh, if we know that God is contr in control, that He is sovereign, then why do we feel anxious about tomorrow? Why are we anxious, so anxious about a job interview? Um, if we know that God made us in His image and that we are so valuable to Him that He sent Jesus, His Son, to die on our behalf to redeem us and save us, and then He calls us to follow Him? If all this is true, then 
Why do we feel worthless? Because the truth is we aren't worthless. It is this, this tension within us of between what we feel and what we know, it's because what we know in our heads has not moved to our hearts where we actually believe things. And this is why God is so concerned with your heart and my heart. Our feelings flow from our heart belief. What our hearts believe, that's what we feel. So when we feel worthless, we do not believe at that moment that we are valuable to God. When I feel anxious about something, at that time, I am not believing that God is in control of that situation. You know, listen to the psalmist move from step one to step two in verse five. He begins with questions. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And then the New Living Translation says it this way. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. The psalmist questioned his own despair. He wondered why was he troubled? And then he looked upward to God, who is great, and he put his hope in God. Jesus, God the Son, was born to give and bring hope and also to fulfill hope. Jesus is our salvation and our God. God is great because he keeps his promises forever and ever. And through faith in Jesus, we are reconciled with God. We are forgiven of sin. We are given eternal life. Jesus promised that he is always with us. He promised that we will be resurrected with him. And Christmas celebrates this hope that Jesus brings and that he fulfills because God is great. So step two, look upward to God who is great. Is this process of moving the truth that we know to our heart belief. This is the process. We have to, in a sense, focus on his truth, that God is great, and continue to apply it to our circumstances. And that will move the truth into our hearts. But it has to happen over and over again. Our hearts are in turmoil over something. But then in the midst of the turmoil, in this dark spot we have in our hearts, we focus. It's like we break through the darkness and we bring God's truth that we already know and we know to be true, but we have to convince our hearts that it is true again. And we bring this truth and it brings light into our hearts. It's like we now have solid ground on which to stand while all the other ground in our hearts is just sinking sand. When our lives are out of balance, we often get fatigued. And when we are fatigued, this is the time that we're often tempted. And the temptation in these times of tiredness and fatigue is to believe a lie. And, and these temptations often come during very difficult circumstances that hit us. For example, songwriter, vocalist, and musician Mark Hall, who's with Casting Crowns, uh, wrote 
a song, a powerful song called Oh My Soul. Now, Mark Hall was battling cancer when he wrote this song. So he was in fear of his life. And the inspiration of this song came from our text, verse 5, Psalm 43, 5. I'll read it again. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise in my salvation and my God. The words of this song express this turmoil in the heart. And the chorus of the song that's repeated again and again expresses step two. So the turmoil in the heart in the verses is step one. Step two is the chorus. And listen to the words of the chorus. It says, Oh my soul, you are not alone. There's a place where fear has to face the God you know. One more day, he will make a way. Let him show you how. You can lay this down because you're not alone. He's focusing on the truth that he knows and making it and helping it and encouraging that truth to go into his heart where he is in turmoil. When our fear and anxiety, anger and loneliness face the God we know, the God revealed in the scripture, God incarnate in Jesus Christ, then the turmoil in our hearts will fade away in light of this truth that God is great. Listen closely to the song, O My Soul. Oh 
A woman named Donna Jacobs left a comment online after listening to this song. She wrote, I quote, My husband very suddenly was taken. He was coming home the next day after surgery and right in front of me had a heart attack. Nothing they could do, they, and they tried. With his final breath, he looked at me and said, I love you, and then was gone at only 58. I haven't been able to cry until I heard this song. When our hearts are in turmoil and downcast, first look inward. Identify what we're feeling. And then secondly, look upward to God who is great. We have hope because Jesus is our salvation and Lord. We have hope because God is great so we do not have to be in control. Instead, we get to look to our great creator, sovereign God, to be in control of everything. It's out of our hands. Worry, overwork, frustration, stress, all are signs that we do not believe at that moment that God is in control. Jesus said, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? See, at these times, we don't believe that God is great. And so we worry that maybe this isn't gonna work out. And we stress out about things. This two-step process in Psalm 43 reveals in our hearts the areas of unbelief, the areas where we are holding on to a lie about reality or ourselves. And then it moves us, this process moves us to put our hope in God to look up to God who is great and focus on His truth. I know some of us are downcast and in turmoil right now. And probably some of us, if we're not in that moment right now, in that state of heart, we will be in, a, in the near future for whatever reasons. Whenever this happens to us, let's first identify what we're feeling be honest with ourselves, and then look upward to God who is great and allow the truth that we know to become what we believe with our hearts about this, that God is great and we can place our hope in Him. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Cornerstone family, let's raise our hope in Christ Jesus our future is bright, and it's as bright as God's love for us and for the world. Let's pray. Lord, our hearts are troubled, 
and in turmoil many times. And we confess that often it's because we have bought into a lie about ourselves, about you, about this reality. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would continually remind us of the truth and so that we can put our hope in you, Lord God, you who are great, and allow that truth to move from our heads to our hearts and experience your true peace that passes all understanding and then respond with thanks and praise to you, our Lord and our God, our Savior and Redeemer. Lord, may the Cornerstone family be evident, evidence of what you are by what we do, how we love one another, and how we love those who do not know you. Work in us. Holy Spirit, empower us and unleash us for your kingdom's sake. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's great to be with you again. We'll see you next week.